welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pareca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. As always, you can give us a call, chat with us on the Peaceful Ease hotline. It's open 24-7-365. We'd love to hear your feedback, ideas, questions, thoughts. 424-625-5562 is that number. Again, 424-625-5562. And again, if there's anyone you know of that you would like to hear Ela have a conversation with or interview, you can call us and let us know on that hotline. And you can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com is our email address. And to keep up with Ela and all things Peaceful Ease, Peaceful Ease dot com is the website. Ela, how are you today? Good, Mario. And I would like to mention to our listeners that we were just having a very heated conversation and I just interrupted you and said, let's record this. So I look forward to continuing that. <laughs> that is 100% true. We were just in the, and as happens quite often with us, we'll hop on, you'll bring up a topic and we start getting into it. And we almost forget to hit the record button or then we have to do it over again once we hit record. <laughs> I know. And it's never the same like the first time. So I think we are getting more disciplined now. We, I just interrupted and I said, stop, let's hit the record button right now. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. You brought it to my attention and we did it, which is what needed to happen. But I'd like you to set the stage again for what we were just talking about, because this was something that we mentioned for a future episode, but because the conversation was so good, yeah, we decided to hit the record button. So go ahead and set the stage, tell your story, and then I'll get into my thoughts, and then you can, I'm super interested to hear what you have to say about it too. Sure. So this is all unplanned. Let's see where it takes us. So the conversation we had started with me explaining that today I was talking to someone about my podcast. And I mentioned the name Peaceful Ease and the person said, huh, I bet I can guess what that's about. And I was like, okay, interesting, tell me. And he said, inner peace. And I was like, right, okay, so we have the right name. And the second thing he mentioned was stress management. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. So I don't know, I can see the inner peace within Peaceful Ease, but I was like curious about how he got to stress management from the name Peaceful Ease, I guess the ease maybe. And it made me also think about stress management as a topic because we never touched stress so far. We never covered any stress management techniques or anything. And I was telling Mario that I actually don't believe in stress management. Here we go. That's where everything started. Well, I think too that where stress management came from is I think when a lot of people think of peace, they think the opposite of peace is stress because a lot of people associate with, if I get rid of all the stress that's currently in my life, man, would it be peaceful? And I think a lot of people think that way, but your take on peace is different and it's more interesting, I think. And I think it's more realistic to cultivate, instead of trying to create peace by getting rid of stress, why not create peace and allow that to overshadow the stress if there is stress? 
or feel the stress, but feel the peace through the stress. Yeah, feel the stress from a peaceful point. That's my take. It's like peace is the foundation that you can feel anything, you know, from that foundation. It could be even anger. It could be even stress. There's no opposite of peace in that sense. And the foundation below that is being present to even peace, you know, seeing your peace being there too. But anyway, let's not dive into that. Well, this is super interesting to me because as I was telling you, I almost don't believe in stress in my own life. And sometimes I'll catch myself and look at certain situations or circumstances and say, I should feel more stressed about this, but I don't. And I think it's because, and I'm very thankful for that because I think it allows me to operate at a higher level through different things. But it started, as I was telling you, back when I was about in my early 20s. So when I was in my early 20s, I was stressed a lot. When I was working as a chef, I mean, we had to meet deadlines. The standards were super high. I was stressed a lot. Like, I think I got all my stress in then, so now I can balance out and not have as much now if, stress, if you have to have stress in your life. But when I left the kitchen, I was about 24 years old, and I started an entrepreneurship full-time. And I had a big learning curve. I had to learn how to do sales. I had to learn how to talk to people. You know, imagine someone going from the back of the house of a restaurant where everyone knows everyone. You work with the same people every single day. All your job is is to produce, basically. You manage people, the same people, though, and so you know their personalities. You know how to interact with them, and then you produce what you're supposed to. People give you their order. You produce it, and that's it. Your job's done. And I went into the field where I had to learn how to deal with many different people, how to meet new people every day, how to do sales the right way from a heart-centered place. And I ate what I killed, meaning if I didn't produce, then I didn't get paid. I didn't, I couldn't just show up and do it. And so there were some stressful times at that point, my beginning of entrepreneurship, learned some valuable lessons, but there were some stressful times. And I remember, you know, there were times when I even had debt and credit cards that I just couldn't pay at the beginning there because Mm -hmm. times were lean. They were tough and I had to figure it out. Then were you stressed back then? I was stressed, absolutely. And I'm thinking, where's this money going to come from? How am I going to make this happen? What am I going to do? And the biggest stress I had is I didn't want to have to go get another job. And the reason, it wasn't because I felt above a job or anything. It was just because, number one, I knew what it felt like to not have that freedom, to have to be a certain place, do a certain thing. And it would take my focus off what I was really passionate about. But secondarily, all the people that told me I was crazy for leaving what I did, I didn't want to have to hear them come back at me and give me the told you so type thing. So that fueled me as well. There were times when I was really stressed. And I remember doing some personal development work and I stumbled across a YouTube video. It was Oprah and Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. And she was interviewing him. And, you know, The Power of Now, I believe, it was just his book, which I really love, was the topic. And I remember specifically at a point when I needed to hear this, you know, Eckhart saying, Whenever you're stressed, if you think to yourself, if is there something I can do about this right now in this moment? And if the answer is yes, go do that. If the answer is no, then stop worrying about it and focus on something else. And so I thought that sounds pretty easy and it sounds like oversimplistic. But then he went into the specific example of Oprah said, yeah, but there's people with real problems, right? There's people who can't pay their bills. There's people who are struggling. How do you justify to someone who can't pay their mortgage or who can't make a credit card payment to do that? And he said, well, very simply, he goes, I wasn't always rich and known author or anything. And I would think, you know, do I have the money to pay for this bill right now? No. Okay. So then obviously I'm not going to pay it because I don't have the money. Can I get the money right now? If there's something I can do, then go do that. If not, then focus on something else, but be cognizant the money will come. And it's again, it sounds oversimplistic, but if you put it into practice, which I started to do because I didn't have a choice, 
I realized that when I really had the belief that it would work out, it always did in one way, shape, or form. I remember one time not knowing where the money was going to come from, and out of the blue, in the mail, I got a check for the exact amount that that bill was for, like two days before it was due. Wasn't expecting it at all. It was something that someone owed me, and it came at the right time. I really believed it was going to work out. I didn't know how, and that's how that. So those little references that I began to build began to build this belief that if I can't figure it out right now, don't worry about it. Focus on something else. It'll work out. And up to this point, it always has for me. So that's why like, there are times when things come up where I think I should be stressed about this, but I'm really not. And so I, that's just my take on it. It's like if I can do something about it now, I'm going to do it yeah. no matter how hard it is. If I can't, then let me focus on something else that's constructive and see where that takes me. That's my experience. And that explains actually your success. I mean, for our listeners, you have your own podcast where you air an episode every day, every single day, seven days a week. And how long have you been doing that? About a year and a half now. Yeah. So I'm almost to 600 episodes as we record this one. Yeah, amazing. And then you have your own business on the side where you help others launch a podcast. And here you are co-hosting with me. And I know like you're always, always like having dozens of conversations a day and you tell me about it. And it's just, yet I never see you overwhelmed. I've seen you tired because we had some conversations late at night, your time, but I've never seen you overwhelmed or panicking. So I think it does explain a lot about you and how you can keep everything going. Yeah. I mean, if I try to stay so, pre I love that book, The Power of Now, because everything happens right now. So the whole premise in my mind is why let something that may or may not happen in the future affect the way I show up right now and what is really real. So, I mean, you know, there are times when I feel overwhelmed, of course, but then I come back to, okay, what can I do right now? And then I just do that and I focus on that and I do it as best I can. And then I worry about the other stuff later or I don't worry about it. I let it come and I just deal with it as it comes. It's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's really not an easy way to operate, especially if you're not used to it. Yeah. But it's something, a muscle you can build. And I think gratitude plays a big part of that too especially when times are good. If you can really get in, feel gratitude for the things you already have when times are good, Absolutely. then when those stressful times come up, it's not as difficult to find things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's interesting to hear what you say because that wouldn't have worked for me. I've heard that from my car told too. And it's just like, for me, it's a very rational explanation. And I wish I could say, Yeah, I just listened to him and since then I'm never stressed. The way that worked for me was really understand how I feel stressed and when I feel stressed and why I feel stressed. Like I had to, everyone is different and that's the beauty of this. And as I mentioned before, if something works for me, I'll share it. If something doesn't work for me, but I hear that it works for others, I will still share it because we are so different. So the way stress is not an issue for me anymore is really understanding what stress is for me because stress is such an umbrella word. Like, what does that even mean? Like, we talk about stress here, but I bet if we had to describe it, we would have two different definitions. And perhaps our listeners are thinking the same thing, like thinking of stress, but maybe they have their own definitions of it. So for me... I realized stress is either not trusting 
life or not trusting myself that I wouldn't be able to handle a situation. So I had a lot of stress, like I used to run an advertising agency in London and I had to, you know, I became British citizen and had to deal with all sorts of legalities. And now I can apply for Swiss citizenship and I'm preparing for that and there, there is still like so much to do. But these never turn into stress anymore because I think the way I perceive stress has changed. So one of the last areas I felt stress was actually traveling. Like every time I had to go to an airport, I just had this unease about it. And it didn't matter if I arrived three hours before. Like I actually arrived at an airport once when they didn't let me in in India because I was too early. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard being locked out because you're too early, but wow. I know, <laughs> but they really didn't let me in because they said like the airport was too full and I had to wait outside and there was a waiting area. It was interesting. And I realized it didn't help me anyway. I was stressed. It didn't matter if I arrived three hours early, five hours early or anything. So I had to look in to understand where this panic was coming. It was like a little panic in me. And it wasn't about missing the flight or something's going wrong or my bag being too heavy. And they were just excuses. In deep inside, there was something else happening. As I paid more and more attention, I think it was just a residue from what I found from my childhood, where we had to move a lot. You know, during the first five years of my schooling, I changed six schools. And that was very difficult to cope because I was always a newcomer. And I think that left a mark on me where going to new places came with this anxiety, even though as soon as I arrived, it was finished, it became an adventure. But that transition period was very unpleasant. And as I knew the source of this, I could really work on the source that things have now changed. I'm not a newcomer going to a new school. I'm not a helpless little girl. I'm just traveling and I choose this. And every time I traveled, I saw that as an opportunity to invite this stress, this panic, and then look at it from a peaceful perspective like we talked about. And it didn't just disappear by doing this once. It had to be a practice for me. So I watched it lessen and lessen and lessen. And sometimes, like in Tibet, they say, putting wood into the fire. Sometimes I tried to provoke it so that I can work with it. But somehow it wouldn't be such a big fire anymore. And I watched it gradually like turn into the residues of a fire. And with everything that stresses me now, that's my practice. I see that I'm stressed and I stay there to understand what that's about. You know, for me too, the other thing, I love what you just said there, I think. And the fact that it's, it's always a practice, I think, even with what I did, it wasn't easy at first and what works for me, it's still something that needs to be practiced and something that I have to, I'll still have that little feeling every once in a while, but then I can go back and think about that and it cut and it goes away. But I think one of the things that really helps me is my belief that there's something bigger than me that I can trust in. I call it God, you might call it the universe, grace, whatever. But I just have that belief that as long as I follow where I'm pulled, I'm going where I'm supposed to be going and it'll all work out because ultimately I'm not in, I'm in control of the things I can control, but the big picture, ultimately I'm not in control of. I'm being guided or, or led. 
And so my belief in God that he's going to take care of me or he or she is going to take care of me and make things work out and help me along the way is a belief that I have very strongly. So I don't tend to worry as much about, you know, the circumstance because I just think God's going to show up and take care of it. Yeah. And that took me a long time to trust in that sense. I completely agree with you that there is something way bigger and more powerful than us and more compassionate than us, like than we are to ourselves actually taking care of us. Because I remember when I was accepted to University College London to study brain sciences and I had a scholarship too, I was very excited, but I couldn't start because they said I had to have a stamp on my passport showing that I was in the UK the year before in September for some legal reason because they said if not I had to pay the full fees I couldn't get the sponsorship it's just some stupid rule and I didn't have it because I was in the UK you know if I were traveling there will be a stamp but because I was in the country there was no stamp (laughs) so it's hard to prove and they said okay then we can postpone this offer so you can start next year and I was very upset but I said okay it's better than nothing and then next year came and I started I registered, I even attended classes for two weeks, and then something else happened, some other legal issue, like very small detail came up, and they said, okay, you have to pay the full fees because of this little thing, or we can postpone it for another year. And I was like, okay, so then I was stressed, (laughs) not maybe stressed, but upset. And the third year came. I started again, I registered, and this time I was thinking, I'm sure there will be something happening and I can't go again. And I started to go to classes and got my sponsorship and paid the fees and everything worked out fine. And exactly that year, I was classmates with my husband, who wasn't my husband back then. But this is just beautiful. And that was the moment that situation taught me Listen, there is something way bigger than you. Don't you worry. Just accept. Just take things as they come. Because you can't see the big picture, but it's happening for you. Just have that trust in life and in yourself. That reminds me of a, you ever see those memes that come up on social media? Those like comics that people draw or those images to kind of get a lesson across. There's one that I see come across my timeline a handful of times. And I'm not going to get religious or tell people what to believe or anything like that. But I'm a Christian. And this one had is a it's a drawn comic of Christ, right, of Jesus. And there's a little girl standing in front of him holding a really small teddy bear and like grasping onto it. And he's standing there with his hand out to take it. But behind his back, he has a teddy bear four times the size of hers. And she's saying, but God, I love this teddy bear. And he's saying, just trust me, it's okay. Because he's going to give her the bigger one. So that's what I think a lot of us see is like, we're holding on to what we have and what we want. And we're thinking, this is what I want. This is it. But meanwhile, the universe is on the other side going, I have something better. Just let it go where things are going the way they're supposed to. Just wait and see what happens. And so having that faith or that belief that things are going to work out or things are going to be better than we imagine can sometimes alleviate the stress in the current moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the universe had listened to me and let me in the first year, yes, I would have like a nice time at UCL, but I wouldn't have met the love of my life. So I'm so grateful that whatever you call that power that takes care of us, 
is there taking care of us. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And I think that will having that and trusting that and being able to look back at your life at those things that you just mentioned, that evidence helps reaffirm that belief moving forward. Yeah. So my question for our listeners is, can you go back and think of such events that what you wanted wasn't actually what you needed? And by not getting what you wanted, you got what you needed. It's a great question. Complicated question. <laughs> it sounds complicated, but it's really not. It's a great question. And I can think of a number of times in my life, and I'm sure the listeners can too, if they sit down and think about it and write it and actually write it out so you have that evidence. And then you can put it somewhere where whenever you feel stressed or uneasy or you start to slip, you can pull that out and look at it and it'll bring you back to, oh yeah, all those things worked out. I'm sure this will too. Yeah, absolutely. Because we do forget. Ela, thank you so much. This has been great. I always love our conversations. I love these off-the-cuff discussions that we have. They're so much fun. And I got a lot out of today's episode. I want to remind people, share with us. Share with us some of the things in your life that have happened that have led you to where you are that you weren't expecting or that you got what you need. Even though you didn't get what you want, you ended up getting what you need and you're thankful for that. You can do that via the Peaceful Ease hotline, 424-625-5562. You can email us podcast at peacefulease.com and check us out online so you can keep up with Ela and all things peacefulease at peacefulease.com. Ela, thank you so much as always and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Thank you for sharing your side of the story, Mario. And for our listeners, yeah, please get in touch. My pleasure. It was so much fun and I want to thank everyone for listening. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pereca. Thank you so much and we look forward to speaking with you really soon on the very next episode of the Peacefulease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself. <laughs>